Hey there, it's Ariel Hawani, one-third of the fastest-growing show in combat sports. I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm P.T. Carroll, and together we are 3 Puck. Join us on the Spotify Live app after every UFC pay-per-view and become a part of the best community in mixed martial arts. Or if you can't make it, check out the Ringer MMA Show podcast exclusively on Spotify. See you then. Love yous. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shout out to that guy, yes. The majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast is on. It's called Cheap Heat, and we're doing it on a special start time. This that's right. That's right. Just like just like a pay-per-view in 1989. Special start time. Monday night had to be done. No, it's not because of dip schedule. We are only doing it because oh yeah, it is because of dip schedule. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. But how about this? While it's because of dip schedule, it really worked well um, because obviously the last couple of days have had a few things of note. We'll get to them in just a moment. Actually, you know what? And we're going to have this it is not right fair now. No way. But first, let's go to Philadelphia. We're joined by stat guy, Greg. Oh, yeah, P. And like you said, I'm, I'm very excited for this episode in particular, because we, we got a weekend of great wrestling and then, and then some backstage shenanigans that I'm sure everybody can't wait for us to get into. <sighs> the sh- the shenanigans of the sedge, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, uh, let's go to Los Angeles, where we are joined by the the man, the, the schedule rearranger himself, 35 at 35 Dipperstein. Hello. I don't know um, if more somethings happened this week or if there's more belts uh, in AEW. Is there more somethings than belts at this point? There's not more somethings than belts. There will never be more somethings than belts. Not got, there, was a point, there was a point last night, I'm watching the show, and I, 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 see, I think it was during the trios match, 
where I believe every single person in the match was a champion of some kind, a it's, champion of something, and and the ref wasn't able to hold all the championships. They were they were just throwing them many. over his shoulder as they walked out of the <laughs> ring. He was holding ten titles. By the way, Deb, the match started. I was meaning to tell you, Dipperstein. By the way, you're a great guy. Oh, right. thank you. That's very very nice. You're a great <laughs> guy. Um. Okay. Oh, I'm hearing from Davis Shoemaker. That would be. He's going to join us in a little while. Um. But we'll go back. We're going to circle back around and get Shoemaker's thoughts, and. Uh, we will get to all of the some things at Clash at the Castle, of which there were really two, you know, substantial, really substantial some things. Um, but we must start with AEW. First and foremost, the return of Sir Maxwell Jacob Friedman. You're a great guy. Oh, he's, he's been knighted. He's been, yeah, he's been knighted. Um, <laughs> okay. Max came back. And I have to tell you, um, we there are a lot of things you're going to hear about the show tonight that aren't altogether positive. But man, SGG, did you hear when he when you saw in the video him put the scarf oh, on the his barbarity? neck? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I was just like, wow this this brand has been so solidified with the audience. They are so in. You know, it's it's actually Max is the only thing that you can truly point to an AEW. And I know this may be slightly controversial, but I think he's the only, no, let me not say that because you still have people like Daniel Bryan. There are a couple other things, but he, he is the primary thing that whether you are an AEW fan or not, you are interested in and curious about MJF. Yeah, that's fair to say. I think that's very fair to say. And his his return last night, I had mixed feelings about the way they did the... Uh, casino royale battle royal i had like some mixed feelings on that like i I i thought things were they didn't sell like listen they made it pretty obvious it was mjf sug correct me if i'm wrong the internet all knew it was mjf when that happened correct when he won like when he honestly from the entrance i saw people put it together right from the entrance the allusions to the devil uh the mannerisms apparently the way he entered the ring they said like they pinpointed from that moment that it was MJF just from the entrance, even though he had the mask and they did, they did everything conceivable to make you not to like, to cover up who it was. They, they put him in all black wow. gloves, mask. It was weird. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Dipperson. I mean, here, here was the problem. I mean, obviously it was great. It was definitely something. There's no question. And, um, you know, as you're watching it, of course, you 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 thought potentially this could be MJF and this and that. I sort of forgot that over the last few weeks, Stokely had been giving out chips and making people disappear off TV. I told, I sort of like didn't remember that was going on. Um, so when he came down um, to the ring, and then you know, or even before he came down, you know, the the stable mates started. Stokely grabbed the chip, and then. You know, the other stable mates started taking off their masks and Shivani and Excalibur didn't really sell the idea of all these random sort of people coming together and being in the ring. What is Ethan Page doing with Lee Moriarty? What are the ass boys doing with they didn't um, sell it at all? Stokely, what, they didn't sell it. They sort of just pulled back. You know, you got big Kaz out there. They're, they're you know, they didn't go. Well, what's what's Lee Moriarty doing with 
with with Big Kaz. What, what, what the hell are the ass boys doing out there? They didn't they didn't sell it as if it was like a random like scary thing that was no, going they didn't, on. They, they didn't they didn't sell it. Full stop. They 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 full stop. <laughs> they were just sort of like acting confused and like I'm trying to think. I'm like, is Tony like is Shivani burying this right now? That's what no, I was we, sort of thinking to or, myself. Or or is Tony Khan, who we'll get to plenty of Tony Khan's today, you know, out of control, which at times he certainly appears to be, and like working his commentary team where they don't know exactly what's going on? Because if they knew what was going on, they did not do a good job setting up what was going to happen later in the night. It, it was it was clunky. SGG, agree? Yeah, uh, I fully agree. And you know what? Honestly, too. It's possible that you're on the money in that he just didn't tell them and then their confusion is them figuring it out no. as we go. Because that commentary team, you have to think that if they were clued in, they would have done a better job of of making it feel like something, which it was. And by the way, I mean, it was I'm one of those people who wouldn't I'm one of those people who wouldn't recognize all the people in the ring. I I need I was I literally dip was going, who is that again? I mean, I mean, I could. I could have used them to tell me who it was, you knew and they who, didn't. Come on, you knew, you knew. Well, well, who were you confused by? Like I, I, Lane, I wouldn't Lee Moriarty and, and I wouldn't and I, Ethan Page. I wouldn't recognize. I'd recognize Ethan Page. I wouldn't recognize Lee Moriarty if he walked up to me on the, with a, on the street with a sign around his neck that said Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty. <laughs> I I, so I know. Well, honestly. Like, and, and I'm but, not saying that I, I'm not an every single week viewer, but I watch all the pay-per-views I'm around. I mean, listen, it doesn't matter. Think about how much they generally tell you in wrestling, who everyone is. They reset yeah. the players all the time. That's exactly. It doesn't matter if is. you watch week to week and on a moment like that, you have to continue to set the table and, and you have to assume that somebody watching is new, never seen it before. And that's the person that you say. This is who this is, and this is what's going on, and this is how monumental it is. <laughs> I feel like I would have liked it more, by the way, if, if maybe Stokely'd come out in the Joker mask, won the Battle Royal, then revealed that it was him who won it, then late, then at the end of the night, handed it off to Max. I don't know, because it... But well, then you'd have to believe that Stokely could win the Battle Royal. Well, he'd have to steal it somehow, obviously. No, no, he could <laughs> right. do it. But hold on. He could do it the same way he did it. That's true with the goons. Yeah, he used the goons. But what I'm saying is, here's here's my my question. Why tell the audience, if, if, if such a high percentage knew it was Max at 8 o'clock when it happened, 8.15, why do it there where everyone then knows it's him and then bringing back four hours later. I, I don't know. I find that a little bit jumbled either way. It ended up working in the end. Like when Max came out at the end, it was awesome. That was the highlight of the show. And unfortunately it is not what everyone was talking about this morning because last night CM Punk immediately following the show, immediately following CM yeah. Punk sat down and did a, a presser with Tony Khan. Um, I think which is probably which is typical because I mean people who watch AEW know that like after these big pay per views they have the media scrum, they gather a bunch of journalists in the room, and um, they let people just have unscripted, off the cuff conversation with with the talent. But um, CM Punk was was in a mood last night. It's it's the simplest way I could describe it. Um, he he immediately sort of unhinged. I mean, he he seemed very unhinged. unhinged. He, he, we know how this, you know, this is his attitude in general, but he just seemed kind of unhinged. I mean, more so. Let's, than yeah, ever. 
He uh, did. Let's, let's, did you guys watch the scrum from beginning to end? No. All right. Not from Well, not, not from beginning whole, to end, but at least I watched CM Punk's part. Yeah, yeah. His 20 yeah, minutes, I watched it's it. just, he sat down like he had a problem. Just like, all right, let's, just let's, let's, go. let's, uh, I'm going to, let's give a little taste here. What do you, all right. Why I'm a grown ass adult man and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business. But my friends, if I fall backwards, will catch me. Scott Colton, I felt never would have. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top. Okay. You call it jealousy. You call it envy, whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt. I have every Ugh. invoice. I have Who every email. I have an this. email where he says, and I quote, I agree but to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay anymore. That's an email. Does anyone care about Colt Cabana anymore? By the way, who, who, who asked? CM who asked the question? No one. He was asked. <laughs> no, he was asked. No one. He was asked about CM, it. No one. That's CM Punk is such an egomaniac that he thinks that people are still that, that care about the relationship between him and Colt Cabana or the but, story behind well, him. Okay, no I, one cares. I didn't think question, I would offer no I didn't one think asked. I would offer a lot of uh defense to CM Punk here. But if he was asked about it, he was asked about it. That well, part no. you can't fault him for. But P, he was not asked about it. If you watch the beginning of the scrum, he sits down and um there's a journalist there. I forget what publication he's from. His name is Nick. Nick something. He's he gets the opportunity to ask the first question but before he can even get a question out of his mouth cm punk uses that as an opportunity to go at Colt cabana because cm punk interjects with his own line of questioning first being oh do you consider yourself a journalist um do you do improv when you were doing improv who do you do improv with and the answer was scott colton aka Colt cabana and then cm punk was just like oh well if you're a journalist and you have any integrity, you should disclose that you and Colt were friends. But apparently that person well, well, was let's, no let's longer play the friends beginning. with Colt Cabana. And that was his basis for going off on Colt Cabana and the EVPs and the media. Was that He wasn't even asked the question. He literally right, let me, let me hear set it, it me up hear. for himself. Um, show of hands, who here fancies themselves as a journalist? You're a journalist, oh. Nick? Right. I try my best. Okay. Um, um, no, real, real quick. Go ahead. Um, you still do improv? Uh, no, not a little bit. No? No. When you did improv, who'd you do improv with? Uh, I did it with uh, uh, Scott Colton. Mm. Okay, so you fancy yourself a journalist. Would you say you're friends with Scott Colton? Uh, no, I haven't like, talked to Scott in some time. He knew the answer before he asked so the question. So you're not friends with him? Yes. Uh, no. Wait, no he, start, he saw the guy and is clearly picking. Like He's, he's picking yeah. this fight 100%. Right. So yep. let me just keep yep. hearing it. Hold on. This is, very, this is fascinating, though. I, I do want to hear it. Sorry. No, Scott and I do not see eye. Oh, wow. Well, that makes two of us. My point is, if you fancy yourself a journalist, even if it's for the silly world of professional wrestling, and you have journalistic integrity, people who report things mostly that are bullshit and slanderous lies against myself, if you are friends with somebody, you blew my spot. If you're not friends with them, I apologize. It's okay. But you should probably disclose who you're friends with. I'm not friends um, with you. I haven't had Scott. anything to do with Scott Colton. In almost a decade, oh, there probably we go. wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this when what <laughs> he did, again. It's it, it must be pointed out that he was at this point he has well, not. I don't think you have to point it out. It, we just heard asked it. a question. Jeez. He has not been asked a question. If for anybody playing at home and keeping up keeping up with what's going on, 
he has been asked no questions, so he didn't have to address anything because he wasn't he wasn't asked. Anything. Fair enough. Fair enough. I assumed he was asked. To, I'm sorry. I I stupidly thought when I saw goes off on someone and he specifically says in his answer, I'm tired of being asked about it. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I I took the step of assuming he was asked about it. No. Um. So then he went from that. Let's jump. Let's jump ahead a little bit. This I'm is on my time. In this let's jump ahead like eight minutes. Babyface, try to get your niche audience that's on the internet to hate him for some made-up bullshit rumor. Really pisses me off. Stepping on your own dick, trying to fucking, you know, make money, sell tickets, fill arenas, and these stupid guys think they're in a receipt. Tom. Yep. What, what did that line mean, by the way? So that's a PWG reference. He's talking that's about GCW. He's talking about G, uh, yeah, PWG. Yeah, that's where PWG used to used to um, run out of, and so he's basically at this point he's going at he's moved on from Colt Cabana. I don't, I still don't believe he's been asked a question. I think he's still going on a tirade and has moved on and pointed his ire towards, um, like he said, the EVPs, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Hangman Adam Page. Um, certainly the Young Bucks and Adam Page have a strong relationship with PWG. They ran out of Reseda, like he said. And um, he's just basically accusing them of still being small time and not being able to think at the high level that he is, you know, filling seats and, and getting million dollar gates and arenas and because they still think they're in PWG. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. All right. Um, I still don't believe he's been asked a question. I could be wrong. I still don't believe he's been asked a question at this point. Jumping ahead to 14 minutes in now. I, I thought I acted like a top guy, you know, like if I missed a flight. I rented a car and made the town. I didn't just go, oh, I missed the flight. I guess I'm not going to be a TV. Um, I think Adam Cole is, is, is fantastic. I'm, 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 I'm more worried about his health now than worried about if, if his impact on wrestling is going to be, you know, bigger than Scott Hall's or something like that. Like, I, I just want the kid to be healthy because he's a, he's a, he's a sweetheart, you know? Um, I know Eric Bischoff is really mad that I said that, so I stand by it. <laughs> Uh, um, can you tell me a little bit about the recovery from the foot injury? You missed the Hangman page thing. Yeah, well, let's find Hangman. I assume that it's like some sort of a reverse curse. I've had a real problem with footwear. I've been trying to figure out. I like that he's eating. Like he's yeah. so, He seems he's deranged. eating and drinking through the whole thing. He truly, Dip, he, he actually seems deranged here. No, Dip used that word deranged, and it was right. No, Dip used unhinged, but unhinged, deranged. All of it, I think, is an accurate um, synopsis of what people are seeing if they go to watch this on YouTube and hearing um, as they listen to us discuss it. Man, I just saw, I just, I'm going to send you guys the perfect picture. I just screenshotted just this part that I'm paused at. Look at, look at the picture I just sent you. It sums up, you know, Tony's feelings, I'm sure, about what Punk is doing. The lawsuit ensued. <laughs> yeah. It's Ugh. his fucking funeral. I don't care. He shares a bank account with his mother. It tells you all you need to know about what kind of character that is. He's I mean, back to Cabana now. He he sounds he sounds drunk. I know he doesn't drink, but the the man sounds drunk. I, I'm I'm super disappointed with the whole thing. It's it's frustrating. We talked about this literally on the podcast a few weeks ago. People going into business for themselves, specifically CM Punk going into business for himself. And now the night after what's supposed to be their biggest pay per view of the year, every single person on Twitter. The, the name trending number one was not MJF. It was CM Punk. And, and it not wasn't because, because he won the championship. And not because of his match with John Moxley. Like, like it's just, it's just, God, it's old. Is he worth it? Is he worth it at this point? And now we haven't even gotten to 
what they're saying happened afterwards. Right. So immediately after Punk um, steps down, Tony Khan continues the scrum. If you listen to the clips, you don't even that we played. You, you don't even know Tony Khan was there because Punk doesn't let him get a, a word in edgewise. But um, Swerve and Our Glory comes on, and f- someone else's video who was in the room, they have another angle of the shot. And while Tony Khan is talking to Swerve and Our Glory, you see security zoom by and head to the back. At this point, we don't know what's going on. The scrum continues. Chris Jericho comes out. Does a whole question and answer spiel. Very professional. Complete 180 from what you see from Punk. And then towards the end, because the mics, shout out to those mics that AEW's using, even though he tries to whisper this, it gets picked up clearly that he whispers to Tony Khan, talk to me after we're done. Some shit went down. And then the details come out about what went down. And security apparently sprinted to the back because there was a brawl going on between CM Punk, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, um, Ace Steel, and some other names. Um, it could be it could be people adding in spice. I heard Brian Danielson was a, was around for this. I heard Pat Buck might have gotten involved. Um, backstage agent who recently left WWE to go to AEW. Um, but yeah, it, it was described as a melee, all caused by CM Punk's comments um, during his tirade at the Scrum. And isn't the rumor also that Punk started the physical confrontation as well? Yes, the rumor. Well, he started it clearly by making those comments. That's what got everybody, put everybody on 100. They confronted him about it. In terms of the physical confrontation, the rumor is that Punk swung first. And that set off uh, a chain of events that resulted in, you know, someone being bit, a chair being thrown, uh, someone being knocked out. But so... I would just like to say, I remember a time a couple of months ago when I was, we were doing the Cheap Heat podcast, a wonderful sports and recreation podcast, oh, yeah. and I was maligned by certain people online and still hear about it because I said that AEW was giving me WCW 2000 vibes. Oh, you should be. This, those, this feels worse than WCW 2000. <laughs> how do those comments look now? Because we are now in... It might be 2001. It might, it might be, be. It might be put the title on Scott Steiner time. Like yeah. that. And, and, and by the way, I'm not happy about that. Like I was, this is so annoying. I cannot believe that it's gotten this crazy this fast, but it really feels like the inmates are running the asylum. And it's unfortunate because punk is like, dude, listen, I, I always thought I, I knew he was an egomaniac, all those certain things. Sure. But everyone is that that's fine. I have to admit, I am truly shocked at how he's behaving. I'm I'm truly, last night, that rant, even if you remove the fact that it shouldn't have been about him and it should have been about the return of MJF and setting up. Or even if he wanted days. to make it about him, it should have been about him, his championship win and not these people hurt my feelings and they should be showing me the proper respect as a veteran and champion. <sighs> but yeah, I mean- Inmates running the asylum, honestly, Pete, is you putting it generously. Like, you watch that scrum, and the the one thing that kept going through my mind, and not just through Punk's part of it, but, like, through most of the scrum, is that Tony Khan, man, he owns AEW, but he does not run AEW. He is, he is in the passenger seat, and he is going for a ride that I don't know if he should still want to be on, because it's, it's getting way out of hand at this point. 
Well, he, 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 Tony Khan, I mean, hold on. Well, two things. One, I think he's running the show entirely too much. Two, the, the person who I think he really just can't control was the guy sitting next to him last night. I think that much we know is clear. And, and three, yo, Tony said things last night that are him doubling down on the crazy. Yeah. He's talking about how much money I've got way more bleeping money than Jim Crockett. Which why if, would you if say money was that, the secret dude? sauce, then things would be going way differently for AEW right now. Well, I don't understand what he's doing, dude. H- hire people to do their jobs. <laughs> yeah. God, did you respect, notice respect the business that you wanted to be a part of? You wanted yes. to be a part of the wrestling business and you think you can show up and just arrange all the toys yourself? Yeah. Like, listen, even though Vince McMahon did that, okay, I understand that he, you're, he, he's emulating Vince to some degree. He did that 20 years or 15 or 20 years after working for his father and watching the business side, like, very up close, though. It, he, it's, it's a totally different situation. It's just a totally different situation. Um Speaking of Vince, did you did you catch during the scrum when Jericho like is sitting next to Tony Khan and straight up says like some of the things that are going on here, Vince would never stand for it. <laughs> like no, he said that. Yeah, he says it. She says it. Of like, course not. You can't. Bottom line is, look, I'm not. I'm first of all, I'm speechless. I'm so disgusted by this whole thing, <laughs> as you know. This is that true. I don't even have to comp. I don't need my silence. Should just tell you all you need to know about my 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 thoughts on the situation and my feelings, but. I don't know any workplace on earth where you can cold cock a colleague and get away with it um, as if nothing happened the next week. So I just don't, I mean, to me, you take matters into your own hands like that and you go into business for yourself to such a degree that it's now, now people are getting physically injured and there's being bitten and there's melees backstage. I mean, look, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. I'm not going to comment on it because God knows what, you know, who knows what, who knows what minute to minute actually happened. But the whole thing, honestly, is a disgrace. This, yeah. it's a, at the end of the day, it's a workplace. You have people acting a fool. Everyone's basically going into business for oh themselves my God. there, it feels like. People are going and going and going into business <laughs> for themselves. Yeah. Okay. So do, you, do you guys remember that the last time we did a live show, something happened? The yes. Roman Reigns turned? Yeah. Um, a few moments ago on Monday Night Raw. The ankle lock in the center of the ring is the Apple Academy about to secure a title opportunity for themselves. And Montez Ford, hang on. Cranking it far away from the... Oh, my God! Next. Next. Talk about a spoiler. Talk about a spoiler. Fine. We were breaking it. We were breaking it. That's fine. That's By the way, yeah, we're two for two. I think we just have to assume that if we record during the show, something major is going to happen. My God, Braun Strowman is back. And by the way, I have not seen him. He He looks looks even better than he did when he left. Dip, you are going to, you're going to be in love. (laughs) He is, he is shredded. He lost all the extra. He's just gigantic. His beard is more manicured. He looks jacked up. Wow. Braun Strowman is back. Oh, man, that's um, awesome. That's something. That's something. And he was gone long enough. 
He was gone long enough for it to feel meaningful. And it's going to be really interesting to see how he's used this time around because man, he never, they never got it right with him. It was always a start and then some weird thing would happen. And now with Triple H at the helm, very curious to see how it goes. Braun Strowman back in WWE. There's so many somethings. Oh, I, this can't is even, a, I don't even I don't have enough fingers and toes to count all this something. <laughs> I know. Uh, that, but, and, and because of that, like, I want to try Shoemaker's in a call and he wants to give his um, his thoughts on punk. And we'll and we'll do that. So, so let's move just on circle from back that for to the now. punk of it all. Yeah, let's, we'll circle. We'll circle back to the punk of it all. That's exactly right. <laughs> SGG. And um, you're a great guy. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We'll move on to some positive things. Um, First of all, Let's stay since we started with the negative of AEW. What was and besides MJF coming back, what was the biggest positive from All Out Dip? I guess the quality of wrestling. I mean, Did you, again, it 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 continues its streak. You know, look, each week is is great with the wrestling, but I mean that trios match with the Bucks and and Kenny Omega was one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. I mean, that was wow. insane what they were doing. Every single match was was great. I mean, I, I don't think there was a bad match on the card. There was too many matches on the card, but oh, other than that, it was a you I know mean, it, it's absurd. It was on from four to from V. It was on from four to nine, five hours with the with the pre show. So, guys, um, it, I didn't it make it. I didn't. Five. I didn't make it till the end. I mean, I, I have to, I'm admitting this right now. I watched MJF come back this morning. I I could not make it. The only match <laughs> that I was sort of disappointed by on the entire card was Brian Danielson and 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 Chris Jericho. I just felt like they. I'm not really sure even what the feud was for or why they were wrestling in in any context. But um, that was the only match I would say was like a a little bit of a of a disappointment. I'm not sure that like Daniel Bryan still has the same connection with the crowd as he used to. Which is a that's an interesting. Shame. That's an interesting, um, it's an interesting He's kind of, he's truly gimmickless at this point. He's just the guy. But I mean, he was, he's a great He was guy. meant to be gimmickless though, right? They, they bought him in just to be like great He's wrestler. really, he's not something right now. He's just a guy. Truly. Oh, man. Um, wow. How did someone, how did oh, someone come, man. how did someone come to the arena? Or maybe they wrote it when they were sitting at their seat. Someone has a get these hands sign. Wow. That's crazy. So Tell fast. you what, crowd is very excited. Crowd seems very excited for Braun Strowman. Um, I I didn't love the the women's match. Um, that Tony Storm won. Can I tell you something else? I, I this is this is not just an AEW thing. I'm gonna say this for the UFC too, <laughs> and anywhere else that does this. In a room, I loathe the term 
interim champion, <laughs> yeah. an interim title. Yeah. It is so stupid. That's the champion. When the next person comes back, when the person who had it comes back, they can get a shot at it right away. But right, to they can me, be number one contender immediately. Immediately. No and, and this is real. This is competitive sport, not just entertainment. I do not understand. If someone is no longer able to compete and defend their championship, they're no longer the champion. You have a tournament, whatever it is, to crown the next person. They did it last night. Tony Storm won. Tony Storm is champion. She does not need interim. Why? When 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 Thunder Rosa comes back, they're just going to have a match. Like she should be champion, and Thunder Rosa is the number one contender. It, I just find it literally. It's a word. It, they might as well just add a Jace. Remove interim from the front right. and add a Jace to the back. Champion it's champion a Jace. You, yeah. We don't want you to be considered champion. You're champion a Jace. Right, because that's the thing. Right, they they want people to buy tickets to see women's women's championship matches. They want the title to be able to parade around. But then what does that mean for the record books? Like if uh, Thunder Rosa comes back and she loses, does her reign end while the other reign was supposedly going? Like, what does that even look like? I, I don't get it. It's not just AW. A lot of places do it with the interim title. I think it's the let's list. Let's list the, the number. The, let's see. There's the AW World Championship, the AW Women's World Championship. I knew you. Were, I knew AW. you were checked out. I knew you were checked out during that whole thing because you didn't comment at all, and I thought you'd agree about how stupid interim champions are. But you were counting the list of champions in AW, weren't you? Yeah. Let me do this again. The AW World <laughs> Championship, the AW Women's World Championship, the AW TNT Championship. You forgot AW about the Interim TBS Women's World Championship, which is apparently AW a different... All Atlantic Championship, AW World Tag Team Championship, AW World Trios Championship, FTW Championship, plus the Interim Championships. I mean, it's 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 comical at this point. The Did you get the TNT I mean, and the TBS? What is this? <laughs> yeah, he got I them. said TNT, TBS. How many champions could there be? Plus, Don't the forget about honor, the, cer- uh, uh, the ceremonial champions, the Owen, the Owen Championship. Yeah, the People. Owen Championship. What about and the and the the Ring of Honor, the Ring of Honor Championships? Oof. It's ridiculous. This oh, one, by the way, and don't forget about the championships that, that people have that don't belong to AEW at all that well, they get to say, wear. You see NJPW ones. You see and yeah, the um, New Japan champions. It, everyone's it, you, a champion. You see, you see Impact champions there. Like everyone show. It's there. There should be cha- a champion of champions. <laughs> <laughs> He's Everything like, is a championship. He's like, he's literally a little kid who has a company. He, at first, it was so exciting. People were so excited to see something new. And it was, and he has amazing talent there. And they did some really cool things. He has now used all of the ideas that he'd come up with over, like over the years. The good ideas are all gone. They've been used. Yeah. So now he needs to come up with them on the fly. He doesn't have them because he's not a true creative. He doesn't have a, a creative running the show for him. He doesn't have a triple. Which could have been there. Cody. So and now to make matters even worse, Vince McMahon retires from WWE, giving the pencil to maybe the best mind in the business in the world. Triple H. You're going to maybe has. <laughs> I feel like I mean, I mean, who has carte blanche to do whatever he wants now. So this combination of things has fallen in a way that is not ideal for a W. And I I um, I really hope they can get it together 
from a professional standpoint, because the fact is a lot of great people work there and they shouldn't have to deal with situations like today where everyone's talking about a violent, a violent melee with people getting bitten backstage. Could you imagine <laughs> in WWE that happens? I'm telling you guys right now, it is impossible to imagine. I'm telling you yeah. as someone who's there, it's impossible. It would never, in this era, it is the most professional atmosphere. It could not happen. And I'll say this too, um, at the scrum, Tony Khan made a comment about, you know, back being able to harness. I don't like the word scrum, by the way. Stop saying scrum. I don't that's like what the they, word That's scrum. what they call it. I don't like it either. I know. It's the, it. it's a gross have, word, the scrum. I have to, I have to hey, identify it how they want it to be identified, all right? You know, but, but, <laughs> He's a professional. <laughs> yeah. So at the scrum, Tony Khan made comments about trying to harness people's backstage issues into, into business, um, so to speak. But I think what he's forgetting about is like throughout history when that has happened, that also meant that somebody had to go. And I don't think he's prepared to take that final step. Like, Brett and Sean had their issues. They did some business with it. And then Brett had to go. WCW. Hogan was having his backstage issues. Jeff Jarrett laid down. And that was the last time you saw Hulk Hogan. Um, Matt Hardy, right? They brought him back. But then they got him as far away from Edge as possible. And that was after they fired him. Like, somebody has to go in all of these scenarios. And I don't know if Tony Khan is prepared to take that step of getting rid of either CM Punk or his EVPs and Kenny Omega or whoever he has to do clear house, but somebody has to go. If you take that step of bringing in backstage issues onto the screen. I, I think that uh, I'll just say this. I think Punk is in the most precarious situation because as valuable as he is to them, a, it seems like he doesn't, he wants to get fired. Part of him seems like he wants to go home. And secondly, as as much as he may be the biggest star they've ever brought in, yada, 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 you're going up against all the guys in the, for lack of a better word, inner circle. You're going up against all of them. Yeah. So you think you think that you're more important just because you're more he famous does. individually. You're, CM Punk is a bigger star than Kenny Omega. He's a bigger star than the Young Bucks. All of these things, Hangman Page, all of these things are true but he's not bigger than all of them collectively and what they are to the company. Like they're the heart and soul. Say what you want about it. The Jacksons and Kenny Omega are heart and soul of the company. That that's there. They're, it's them and Cody. Yeah. They are the whole thing. And that's the thing you too, know? right? Like, and Jericho. That's what gives CM Punk this idea that he can, that like he is bigger than them, despite the fact that they are the heart and soul of the company is because Cody already left for this same reason. The rumors were that, you know, that there was punk issues with Punk that caused Cody to, to leave. And, like, he won one of those battles already, if those rumors are to be believed. So, so why wouldn't he Why wouldn't he continue to act that way? I don't know. You just would assume someone gets to a stage in their career where, like, they act like a savvy veteran. I mean, that tweet that someone put in our group chat earlier, like, if you wonder what it, what was it, if, yeah. if, if Shawn Michaels had come back. Yeah, what if Shawn Michaels came back in 2002 and he was still an asshole, answered <laughs> by CM Punk's behavior. Right. That was that was a good quote. It's like, it it's weird. So accurate. Like, here's a, you're a grown-ass man now, dude. You're ranting and raving. Like, he needs to get some help, man. He's he's He really, he seems on him. He's Kanye Jace. Him and Kanye Yo. should get together yeah. right now. They are they are the two they're unhinged. <laughs> coinc- you- no coincidence that they're both from Chicago. Wow. <laughs> no. 
Chicago made, baby. Yeah. Chica- yeah. Yo, yeah. by the way, what a tag team. Oh, my God. Get Sam Evans on the line. We need the art done immediately. Punk and Kanye matching outfits together, <laughs> showing up in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. And they'll still have their Chicago crazies that love them no matter what they do. We get it. We get it. All right. So to, to Clash at the Castle, I, I thought the main event was awesome. Yeah. I thought the... I was so in like the crowd was on the false finishes, particularly when Austin Theory, who seemingly cashes in when he's about to, gets knocked out by Tyson Fury. Then you immediately get the Drew cover after the Claymore. That spot, you thought, oh, my God, Drew McIntyre just beat Roman Reigns. Yes. Yes. A thousand percent. Yes. Um, You almost ended up disappointed. Like at the end, like. I started sort of wanting Drew to get it. Like, I was like, this would actually be pretty cool. I don't know if it would be the best for the long-term storytelling, but I started to want the pop in the moment during that match. Yes, of course. I mean, who didn't, right? I think I think going into it, there were so many people who started to believe that, you know, not just because he, he was the hometown kid in that match, but that that would be the cherry on top, that him doing it at home, and the crowd exploding and blowing the roof off the castle. It's like they they showed Brett earlier in the night, and the pop for Brett was insane. You just have to imagine that if the the ref counted three on Drew, it would have been that and then some for Drew winning against Roman Reigns. Which, as like you Whoa. said, as the match progressed, that is what people wanted to hear that moment. What was Adrian Street doing there? What, what, what was that? Is Adrian is Street it? British? Yeah. Okay. What a what a I mean I haven't seen him in a long time. That was that was something. Um dip, do you believe that the finish, the way it played out, the introduction of a new bloodline family member? Do you believe that that was enough of something? Were you were you happy with that conclusion? I'm shocked at at how much of a something it was. I, I'm shocked they did it. It was such a something that uh I was I was elated. I was jumping up and down. I said many months. I was jumping up and down. Jumping up and down. I said many months ago that they need to call him up and make him a member of the bloodline. I said that many months ago. If you go back, okay. So um, I think it was time to call him up. I. It was just such a logical situation. Uh, it, it a way. It was such a log- logical way to call him up to the main roster. I was totally thrilled by it, and uh, it was absolutely unequivocally something. The only argument I heard from someone, uh, um, oh, Brian Mann, it was, I was talking to Brian Mann who, who enjoyed the show, but he was saying that he didn't, he thought that there was still, he didn't, he didn't, he, he loved that Solo Sokoa came out. He didn't think it was enough to have Drew do the job one, two, three in Wales. He still thinks there should have been something else that happened to protect Drew. Mm. Which I thought was I thought I, I, I thought I, I hear you. It's a it's a compelling thought because ultimately he showed up. It's amazing that he showed up from a story and something standpoint. All the different distractions that happened. That was I don't know. Was that enough oh. to end up Drew getting counted one two three? He so he didn't like the execution. He didn't love the execution. But you think you think it was enough? I, I, I do, I, and I think Drew looked very strong in that defeat because you got to you got to remember. Um, Yes, Roman pinned him off a spear after the interference from um, from Solo, but this was after Roman would have been counted out 
himself. So the match would have been over. It wouldn't even have got to that point without Solo. And then prior to Solo actually coming out and interfering, Roman speared Drew. He hit him with a Superman punch. He had him in the guillotine. Nah, he did a lot. He did, yeah, he did a lot. And Drew, not only did he not stay down, push came to Jov, and Drew was the one who was going to be able to walk out of there um, with the title, if not for Solo. So Drew looked very strong, if you ask me. I believed it. I believed it. Dip, what were you... Dip, I like now that your camera shot, you were just completely out. It was like just your mouth was in the camera. Um, <laughs> I have to tell you guys, though, I was... I was I popped almost as hard for Dominic Mysterio turning on Ray. Yeah. These are all I things mean, that we came up with on Cheap Heat, by the way. Oh, by the way, <laughs> but hold on. And there's another there's another part of it. There's another part of it. What? We're we're a step closer to my my massive my best idea, perhaps. You guys saw that last week on SmackDown, JBL showed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you see it, Dip? Dip, you saw? I have his limo pulled up. His limo pulled up after Baron Corbin suffered another loss, and he's just he says to him, What happened to you? Baron Corbin so, gets so, in the limo. So yeah, dip, they they do this backstage where you just see the, the limo with the, the with the longhorn longhorn a- attached to it. And mm-hmm. and you see the door open and you just hear him say to Baron Corbin. No, the door doesn't yeah, open, the happened? window rolls down. Oh, the window rolls down. What happened? And it's JBL back. So like if he comes on to play a role, man, we could be one day we could still see. Um, but right now, Dominic will be as of tonight. I don't know if you guys saw earlier. Dominic fully came out with Judgment Day. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. He's he, he's dr- so so he's turned purple. Dominic has turned purple. <laughs> <laughs> he's certainly wow. purple. Jays. His hair purple was, was he was he wearing purple? Was his hair dyed purple? Was he wearing purple tights? He was, was he wearing purple he lipstick? Was, purple eyeliner? Purple eyeshadow? What was it? He was it was all black. I think he was just wearing I think. I don't think there was purple, but he was wearing all black. Um you really took time. It's funny. All it takes is a look switch for you to notice something about about someone physically that you didn't pay as much attention to before. Like Dominic has a serious mullet. Yeah, it it's no, been it's awful. been happening well, slowly over the past couple of months. He he does he does whatever's trendy. He wears whatever's trendy. Well, no, his, that's his, a Eddie's his, haircut. His, his, Eddie had that true. haircut for a long time. Stop, stop! Everyone knows that mullets are trendy right now. With like <laughs> maybe in LA, Gen X. I haven't seen a they single are. mullet in Philly. Greg, mullets are trendy. Stop. They're back. I'm still cool. I'm 35, but I'm still cool. I know what's going on. The mullet is a thing, a thousand percent. And he is trendy. Wow. He's on trend. He's on trend. Confirm. The youngest person uh, Dip, on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know that we have to. We have to. We have to take it at face value. Can I ask you a question? Far How away. long is the build to the to to the emergence of Tyson Fury like being a thing in WWE? Like, and 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 tough question here. Do you think people care? Like the problem is when Tyson Fury f- f- first emu- emerged as a thing potentially for WWE, the heavyweight division felt really exciting, and like oh my god, there's Deontay Wilder, there's Anthony Joshua, there's this, there's that. There's the mask. But man. now, but n- at this moment, that's all died down. I just wonder how much people care about Tyson Fury. I think in this I- moment, people don't care. But by the time the bell rings. On whatever it is that he has to do, 
people, people we just got a, a taste of David Shoemaker just now, everybody. And, and a, there appears to be like old con like old art in back of him, like um like an like old scripture that's framed he's, in, the he's back in witness of, protection. Uh, his desk. Well, Troy Troy potted him up and he didn't seem ready yet, so I I hastily took him out because he was like adjusting himself. Let's oh, see you if took Shoemaker him out. No. Yeah, I took him out. I wouldn't have brought him in yet. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. He, I see him adjusting. He's looking at him. He's adjusting and adjusting. There's lights going on and off. He's moving. He's showing his chest. He's showing his face. It's like it's like I'm street. It's like FaceTiming with my grandmother. See, I do all of this before I hit. I hit to enter the studio. I, I take advantage well, of the of the backstage me time. All right. He looks set. He looks set. Hold on. I'm I'm watching him adjust one more time. This is very rare. This is very rare. Here he goes. He's ready. Mate. David Shoemaker, how are you? I'm doing great. Can I just jump in right now? I, just to what you guys were talking about before. <laughs> look at look at this shot he has. Yeah. Yeah, what, what is this? What is this? Going is like on? A, this is like a witness protection shot. This is like a keep me anonymous. <laughs> I'm on the I'm, I'm on my phone. I don't know how to set this thing up. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. Right, your voice right. sounds good. Your, your voice sounds right, start, good. Go ahead. Okay. I'm, re- yeah, I'm recording punk, and recording. Uh, punch Matt Jackson. Uh, what are your thoughts? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Listen, I am basically coming out of witness protection. I bet I, I watched the the WWE show on Saturday and then basically just logged off. I lo- I, I I looked at my phone late last night and this morning and re- and was trying to figure out why I had like five hundred text messages. Most of them were from you guys. Um, that this is the most bizarre thing ever. I had to jump on since I don't have a podcast till later in this week. What is what what the hell is going on with CM Punk? That is Hold the on, good question. A, that we on, stop, don't have an answer stop. to. I what I, I always wanted to paint a room that color. Uh, what is that like a like a like a like a blue <laughs> like a call him like after a dark the show. There's no re- it's a, it's, talk about this. It, it's a it's a dark 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 blue. Yes, yeah. Very nice. A very um, studious of you. Uh, uh, the, 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 the I got somebody else you can send backstage. P. If Dip continues this paint line of questioning. This is what people really want to hear, Greg. Everyone knows what happened last night, okay? I, by the way, I actually I think that's yeah, true. Um, so, 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 Shoemaker, what what to you stands out the most? Like, I find myself surprised that at this stage in life, Punk still sort of views things in this way and like thinks this is the best way to approach it. Like this real, like I just I just shoot from the hip, man. I just like tell people what it is. Like I'm surprised at his age that he still thinks this is the best way because shoot, I think there's a chance he has deep sixed his career at AEW and 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 potentially in such a way that was so bad that any sort of dreams about him ever showing back up to WWE now that Vince McMahon is gone could also be vanquished. Oh, I think I'm a little bit confused. When I said what's going on with CM Punk, my question was why is everybody so mad at him? The guy's making a lot of sense out here. I mean, I think I'm I'm 100% pro CM Punk and whatever's going on. I forgot that you said that this was going to be your approach. I think that there's a giant. I think that there's. I don't. I think that you know the vast majority of people are not siding with CM Punk. However, I think that there's probably enough people who are pro CM Punk that we need to carve out just a little bit of territory on the Ringer Wrestling Show and really cater. To those folks, yeah, to just that, to both sides, it we got to both sides. That's the trend in media. (laughs) No, but listen, I totally agree with you, Peter. This is that's a thing that's been going through my head, and a thing that I don't know that there's that there's a lot of there's a big niche for that because I don't know how many people are really that interested in in uh in in CM Punk's age and and what he should have like learned in life up to this point. But I think that's totally right. I think the pro wrestling. I mean, this goes without saying, maybe, but pro wrestling is a really weird space, right? Because all you have to do is like hit it big one time and you're just sort of it's you kind of become 
Oh, you kind of get lost in the kayfabe, right? A little better, lost in your own stardom. I mean, people are comparing. I saw a lot of people online putting up pictures of Michael Jordan. You know, talking about oh, he was a terrible asshole too, and yet you know he they they built the team around him. He won all these titles. Yeah, well, you know what? You could look at the stat sheet every year, and it was pretty clear that there that you know <laughs> right. this guy's above and beyond everybody else. If CM Punk disappeared, if if Michael Jordan left the Bulls, which he did, we saw what happened to them. Right, exactly correct. If, yeah. if CM Punk left AEW tomorrow, would that be a material effect on the ratings? Maybe, maybe not. If he came in, if yep. he came and went from WWE in the same span of time, would that be would that materially affect their ratings? Probably not a ton. You know, it's, so it's, it's so true. It's you. It's not. It's just not an apples to apples comparison in any way with a pro athlete. You cannot compare it that way. They're, and by the way, even if you were to try to do it, like based on how they look in the ring, we also have to be honest. CM Punk doesn't look the same anymore. He's no, he's no. he's fully taken the step to but older this, guy wrestling. But this is what this yeah. is why wrestling's so weird too, right? Because as long as you can like climb through the ropes, there's a piece of you that thinks you're still worth it, right? It's sort of like of all of the geniuses you know, and I say this with with without being totally ironic here, Rosenberg, you're probably the most successful person I know who is not absolutely a monster, right? I mean, you're, you're in, you're <laughs> in the top, true. you're definitely, you don't know him very well. You're in the top, you're in the top <laughs> 2% I'm, I'm at least, than you. say that. Monster no, and Jace confirmed. There, there's, there, there are a lot of people in life who, who yeah. once you, if you reach a certain level of fame, listen, everything in life happens a little bit by accident, right? But the most successful people, because, because they're so driven to success, they don't acknowledge the accidents implicit in life. And so you have to believe that you're a singular genius to be able to wrap your head around what you've accomplished, right? You couldn't possibly allow for the chance that serendipity played a role, right? So like people yeah. who are that successful are often that nuts, right? Or often that sort of out of touch with reality and stuff. Now, whether or not that describes CM Punk, who knows? Who knows? I think it does. It does. He has Luck is for Loser tattooed on his body. And 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 and, Dave, and, and Davis, you you were you missed the conversation earlier. A perfect tag team, which speaks exactly to what you're saying, would be CM Punk and Kanye West. They could come out together as the ultimate Chicago babyface in Chicago, heels mm -hmm. everywhere else on planet <laughs> yeah. Earth. But it is very similar in terms of that idea that it just seems like everything they do is magic. You have to appreciate that. It's all them. If you don't see it that way, you're crazy. Yeah, and I think that regardless of whether or not CM Punk would say everything he does is magic or anything even remotely close to it, in a level-headed conversation, what you saw on Sunday night was evidence of just a weird, I mean, just a very bizarre place. Now, maybe, you know, we said this in the text message. I'm sure you guys talked about it earlier. If 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 the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, had, an yeah. had, had a live mic press conference in 1996, would he have been this bad? Maybe so, you know? I mean, and when you talk to Shawn about it, here's what he'll tell you. I was really rich. I was single, didn't have any expenses, and I was I was just a total dick. Like literally, I could have quit and I would have been fine and I knew it. And so they couldn't do anything to me. And I realized because of that I could get my way. He'll tell you that now. But but Shoemaker, he was 33. No, 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 right. no. I'm not saying, say, right. I'm not saying I'm not saying anybody should have outgrown it or shouldn't have outgrown it or whatever else. All I'm saying is CM Punk is a very wealthy man yes. who is who 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 Listen, he spent how many years away from pro wrestling? Seven years away from pro wrestling? You know what happens over that span of time? You convince yourself you don't need it as much as it needs you, right? Whether well, or not it's true. And when that's people what continue to chant your name in every arena for yeah. seven yeah. years. It's sort of like when I was off the podcast for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> But here, here's, yeah. what, here's what's interesting. To, here's what's like really interesting to me, and I'm sure everybody's been talking about this. Like, 
he not just he just didn't just go out there and, and ruin the night, right? I mean, totally st- stole everything from what happened before, right? Completely. He didn't go out. There, he didn't just go out there and throw his coworkers under the bus, which is a huge problem. But like, okay, if you want to make the pro sports corollary, it's not the first time that's happened, and not necessarily a fireball offense. Then he went backstage and apparently got into some sort of physical altercation with other people, and who knows whether or not it's his fault? But uh, the physical altercation part, but like. There's no line that any level-headed person would have drawn prior to Sunday uh, when you said, what is the minimum you have to do to get fired from AEW? It would have been a long, it would have been a, a lot, it would be well short of what happened on Sunday, right? I w- 100%. I would agree. Yes. So, yes. it's, I don't know. I mean, but listen, the flip side of it is, and I'm not really, I'm not going to ironically take a pro C, in a CM Punk point of view, but he's the second megastar who's aligned, who, who who signed up with the elite and ended up on the wrong side of them really quickly, right? Cody Rhodes Cody Rhodes was was existing in an alternate dimension from the rest of the guys in the elite for most of the yep. for most of his time in AEW. True. So maybe they're really tough to work with, you know. Whoever, I mean, that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't justify it doesn't most justify of what anything that happened. Any on kind. Sunday. No, no, it no, doesn't. No. But. No, no, it but it is an interesting perspective. It's it's yeah. it's a it's worth talking about. And that, I said like, this too. I think I said this in the group chat. Is that like you would think that because of what happened with Cody, they would have learned a different way about of going about this situation. It's like CM Punk because CM Punk is being far less diplomatic than Cody, but it boils down to the same the yeah. same lessons and well, the same the, gripes. The other thing with Cody though is that you could see that I mean the connection is not just Cody to Punk. A lot of what what you, if you read between the lines, a lot of the problems that Cody had was that he wasn't, he didn't have Tony Khan's ear and the way that he thought he was going to have it going into the whole thing. And now, potentially, it's the other guys in the elite in that position, right? That he, they don't have his ear in the same way that CM Punk does or like whatever else. So if there's, if there's some disagreement behind the scene, and we saw what the answer is Tony Khan, Tony Khan's in charge. And I don't, people shouldn't have anyone's ear, they're employees. Insane. Everyone yeah. has to have someone's ear in wrestling. I mean, it's the only, it's crazy. I know this goes on at many different corporate America, a lot of different workplaces, but at the end of the day, it's like, why does everyone have to have someone's ear? It, it's so preposterous at this point. I mean, it just, it's causing li- literal physical violence um, for it, people to have a, people's ear. Shoot. I was ridiculous. also, um, I was also surprised that like, ah, surprise is the wrong word. Um, disappointed that TK thought it was the time to, have him go into business for himself and start talking about like WWE trying to run on Labor Day. I'm the only person who runs on Labor right. Day. It was like, I, it's such a weird, I, I hear you. Okay. But like, then he talks about Jim Crockett and being richer than Jim Crockett. It just seems like rather than be leadership who could realize, wow, the last 23 minutes was insane. I need to bring this thing down a notch. Let's talk about the pay-per-view. Dude, he then went out and created his own headlines. <laughs> well, thankfully for him, most of that stuff get lo- got lost in the post-punk shuffle. I mean, I'm sure we talked about it, but like, dude, they held MJ- MJF off TV in in utter in a, in, in a in a back closet somewhere with a hood over his head for how many months just to make Sunday night's moment seem big? Correct, three and, and a half months, and nobody, yeah. and now nobody's talking about it at all. Like that should be that's a more un, should be a more unforgivable sin in pro wrestling than punching your coworker, you know. I mean, that's, beautifully it, said. It's beautifully yeah. said. It's and re- just to add to that too, especially because a when Punk came back, he said that one of the reasons he came back was to put over young guys like MJF, and then b in his tirade, he talked about being frustrated that he's trying to 
sell out arenas and get millions of views for the for the TV show and this and that. And you do that by getting people interested in what you have going on with MJF. Again, all roads lead to MJF if these are the goals that you want to accomplish. But he made it about himself and but, his feelings of being hurt and perceived disrespect that he's receiving. But guys, what about Dominic Mysterio's mullet? It's, 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 the, it's the mullet of the century. I, I do want to give props where props are due, though. I have been complaining more than anyone Dip and I are always begging to see people turn on each other. It never happens anymore. The fact that like, it just makes me love the Mysterios. I was worried mm-hmm. Ray was going to be on some like, no, I don't want to have a thing with my son. I not only did I, like he took him out so badly. It was awesome. What a, yeah. what a great. Now we just needed to have him between Montez and Angelo and, and everyone will be happy. But that, <laughs> that was that was a moment that that shouldn't be lost. What did you think, uh, Shoemaker, while we have you? What did you think of the main event at Clash of the Castle and the way they debuted Solo Sokoa? Well, I went in last last week going into the weekend. I said on the on the Masked Man show that I thought these two main events, the between All Out and the Clash of the Castle, were in, were just really bizarre and compelling because I didn't see like a right way out of either of them, right? And and yes, leave it to the bookers to figure it out. I thought, I thought it sh- it shocked me that they didn't go with Drew at Clash of the Castle, but it was the right choice. And I, and I think what was most surprising about it was, and we discussed this in the post show, me and Greg, is that is that they weren't, they didn't feel like they were obligated to do the thing that would pop the crowd. They decided to yeah. do the thing that was that they perceived to be best for business. And, and I think they made the right call. Solo Sokoa, I mean, I think, I could use a little bit more explaining from some of the WWE main event scene in general, like uh, what, what the cash, which how many belts the cash in, the money in the bank cash in is worth, and what the exact Good mechanics question. of it are. I think yeah. they could have. I think. I mean, listen, I don't want to undersell, it, but I think they could have done a little bit more to talk about the fact that Roman Reigns was going it alone. Like maybe make that a little bit more storyline. That might have been more. Yeah, yeah you're that, right. That might right. have been more conventional and they didn't want to lean on it too much because everybody would have seen it coming even more but they rushed through it during his entrance they mentioned that drew injured everybody and he had he had no one backing him up but it was like 30 seconds only a man only a man sitting in a dark blue room could come up with that theory that's what i'm saying but 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 solo sokoa i'm glad that he's there and i'm glad that he debuted and i thought that that was the right sort of look i mean it's i think that I think that, uh, just totally frankly, I think that that ending would have felt a lot different under the previous regime. I don't think, I think it would have gotten a little bit of a harsher response, but I thought the match was really good. I'm glad that they at least seem to acknowledge that Drew has, you know, Drew's significance to that part of the world is, is, is important. And, uh, and, you know, I think all in all, they made the right choice. I think the difficulty they have now has less to do with what happened on, on Saturday and more to do with how you make the distance between now and WrestleMania feel vital. You know, like if the, it, like is it is it really just going to be a Roman Reigns, you know, death march all the way to fight, fight Cody or, or or Dwayne Johnson in Los Angeles? Well, yes. well then yes. Well, what are we going to do what are we going to do from now from now till then? I mean, I know the you know, bloodline well, wait, Survivor Series Shoemaker, match will be wait, fun, wait, 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 Shoemaker, you question. just got Shoemaker, you just got home. I forgot. Have you seen anything tonight? No, I haven't even turned on the oh, TV. Well, there is no. they, There's they, something they, going on. They, they, they could, they could, um, they could bring back Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman because he was oh. on Raw tonight. All right, well, there we go. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe that's something. Um, how did Braun? How did Braun look? Did he look in- uh, incredible? Incredible. Really? He like lost. My guess is he dropped maybe thirty pounds, just like shedded every little bit of extra he had. Oh my god! He, he came in wearing like <laughs> these like said. long pants and no shirt um, look. 
with a more manic, a more put together beard. Um, he destroyed, he destroyed. It's four tag teams. Not just control your narrative. It's uh, control your facial hair too. It's, control your body <laughs> exactly. fat. We got okay. Well, that's great. I'm glad that he's back. I'm excited to see the guy. But even that. Team. But even. But even with that, to your point, Shu, that that's that's a pay per view. Okay, maybe two. You know, but, but that's still you're not right. super still, exciting. We'll see. I mean, they've done and, a good and job. we have Those, seen them. We have seen them before, and we are a long way away from WrestleMania. So, um, but listen, there's still the uh, killer cross of it all as well. Yeah, that's true. I think Cross and Drew will probably end up being the first pairing, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, mean, I think I, yeah, so, too. I, I'm, not, I'm not actually too worried about it. I'm just sort of interested to see what they do. Um, I was not... I mean, I think the safe money going into the weekend might have been betting on Drew and betting on Punk to walk away with the two titles. Or, sorry, betting on Roman and betting on Punk to walk away with the titles. That might have been the, 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 the better odds. But it's kind of... I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that's the way it, it came out. I'm surprised there was... But, you know... That business is business, and and we see how that means dramatically different things for two different companies right now. That <laughs> yeah, also interesting to think about the fact that Punk ended up taking the title back immediately in the state that he's clearly in. Like here, he <laughs> Tony <laughs> yeah. gave him the title. Yeah, he gave him the title right back. I, you have you have the title now. You're at home. And he showed up like he'd been robbed. It was so strange. I got to run. I got to run. But you're right. I just going to make two quick points because you said it. this is really <laughs> yeah. big. CM Punk is not. I mean, he came out of the. He came out of the. Uh, uh, came out of the gate when he returned from his his injury. You know, running his mouth on the mic and everything. That it shouldn't be too shocking. But you know, there's a lot of confidence that comes with having a microphone in front of your face and this title belt around your waist, right? I mean, it's a there, there, it's a different level of job security when you've just been put over like that, right? So you're right. It was an interesting choice. Um, and and I think that that just in general, like, I, I don't want to over-psychoanalyze, but allow me to over-psychoanalyze. Please do. CM Punk was complaining a lot about people what, what people were saying about him online and presumptions they were making or whatever. And I, I'm sure he was actually mad about that stuff. If he's really paying attention, he probably saw a lot of people who were saying this is the dumbest version of this storyline they could have possibly told. Why did they have the match and then take the belt off CM Punk just to put the belt back on CM Punk in Chicago? And all of a sudden the crowd's cheering for MJF over him and everything. I mean, I'm guessing there was a little bit of other of that tied into that to whatever yeah. anxiety attack he was having, too. That's because, a, that's a another because, good point. Good because, point. Very good point. Because whatever happened in the build up to that match was done at his behest or in, in some way to make him look uh, like better, different going in. It, it was a very deliberate move and, and, and it was not, it, di- it didn't pan out, you know, and certainly, and even if it had panned out, I don't know if that's, that's it. That is a, that is a great point. That's why, that's why they pay you the money oh, they yeah. do. Oh, the big yeah. cashola that Guys, checks the check. I'm going to go put my baby to bed and turn on raw, but I appreciate you letting me come on the show. I've never seen you without glasses on. Uh, it's weird. Shaven. You look like a different person. I know. I he know. looks who, naked. Who he guy? looks naked. Goodbye, Shoemaker. I'm like, I'm like, uh, like, like uh, Randy Orton without his knee pads right now. All right. I'll <laughs> see you guys later on. <laughs> Peace, dude. The great David Shoemaker who always comes up with an interesting thought, and that really was one, too, because, yes, it, Punk has the title, but obviously things have not been going the way he would have liked over no. a recent time. Like, I mean, let's not forget how he lost the title. Like, Think about how crazy that is. The agreement that they ended up working out was, yeah, you'll you'll get absolutely destroyed five minutes, no problem. But then don't worry, you'll get it back at the pay per view in Chicago in in a few days. It's so strange. You're very much inmates running the asylum. Sorry, that's there you go. Understatement. Understatement. Yeah. You're a great guy. <laughs> 
Now, um, we don't have time to do all the extra things that we normally would do on the show. All of, Not extra things, our, our built-in things like the Shad Gaspard Black Power Rankings and the mailbag. I think we're going to forfeit that this week, but I do. I did see one email dip. The real question, this is the real question for Dipperstein from Ulysses Mendez. What are Dipperstein's thoughts on Punk having a dozen spin drifts at the presser? Oh, my God. I swear I thought immediately. What the hell is he doing with the spindrift? First of all, you know I'm not a spindrift guy. No, no, I'm you LaCroix hate I'm, I don't like spindrift. I think it tastes bizarre, okay? I'm LaCroix only and maybe some other things too. I've, I've been liking this sparkling ice uh, caffeine gimmick that I've been <laughs> that I've been buying. But um, yes, it was the first thing I thought he's opening and who gave him an an entire bag of of green spindrifts? That was the craziest thing. He's drowning in spindrifts. Now, uh, but Ulysses did go on to say, Dip, he believes San Pellegrino is a thousand times better than LaCroix. What are your thoughts? I agree. No, I agree too, but it's, you know, it's double the price. It is double the price. So you got (laughs) to... It's yeah, it's, it's not really fair. It's not. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like, hey, you it's know, a this, different level, you know, yeah, this Gucci, the, like the, you the Gucci hoodies, levels. the Gucci hoodies. It, this feels more comfortable than the champion hoodie. Well, you're going to pay a little bit more for it, pal. Um, <laughs> hey, everyone, I'm sorry if you feel. Listen, I'm sure there are people listening who think we just absolutely ripped a, a hole in a lot of uh, AEW. Um, it's small, I, I it's wish, smaller than the hole that punk ripped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really I'm telling you. And, and the fun, just know this on our group chat. I'm one of the people fighting to defend AEW. Okay, like so. So there's there, there's different ways to look at this. I I hope that for the sake of MJF, who is one of the most compelling storytellers in all of pro wrestling, and say what you want about the guy personally, for what Chris Jericho is physically doing at this stage in his career, and Daniel Bryan. I hope. I mean, all the young talent, Hook. There's so many talented people there. I really hope they figure this thing out because yeah. there are good people. Yo, how about Action Bronson? Shit, we didn't even get to that. With Hook. We didn't even get to that. Oh, he's a Action, Action Bronson's out here beating people up. Before, uh, we go, right. though, before we go, though, I do want to just give a shout out to some of those matches that I did enjoy also. Like, oh, please. Gunther Sheamus. We didn't mention that at all. That was an absolute war. Gotta I haven't watched it yet. I heard it was a barn burner. And and absolute war. And then, you know, we didn't talk about Worlds Collide at all, but um Mello and Ricochet might have had the match of the weekend. And I say really? that I say that with all seriousness. And then uh, on the AEW side too, um, I didn't get to watch, but I heard great things about the tag team championship match. The acclaimed it, it was it, amazing. It's it was people, incredible. People are talking about the acclaimed, and then you know, outside the ring, Ariel Hawani had that that phenomenal interview with Triple H. So after yeah. you listen to this, if you have like another hour or so, go on YouTube, go to BT Sports YouTube page, search for Ariel meets Triple H. It, it was just a phenomenal interview. Triple H touched on everything. He was he was very candid. And I honestly was excited to talk about all of that before this morning when I saw <laughs> what Chicago made was doing. <laughs> so this this is sometimes sadly the, the news dictates the 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 podcast. <laughs> it's but true. Um, it is true. But yeah, shouts to Ariel, who, who, by the way, told me that the town of Cardiff, he said, was one of the coolest places he's ever seen for an event. He like he said it really did feel like the entire Cardiff was taken over by WWE and it's already castles everywhere. So like it yeah. feels like you're in the gimmick. He just said it was very, very cool. Shouts uh, to Ariel as well. Too, WWE had a press conference after Clash the Castle that, that I thought was pretty dope, too. So if you, if you want to see a normal 
if you want to juxtapose, the WWE had a press yeah, nothing, nothing crazy happened. They just sort of took questions and, and talked. Um, everyone, if this, were Lo- if this were Los Angeles, they would have knocked down the castles and built the condos already. And you know, <laughs> thank God, it's true. Castles it's true. If it was New York too, same thing. No castles, just a plan no where the castle left. was. Everyone, we hope you have a wonderful uh, week. Um, stay mage, guys, and uh, and enjoy yourselves. Take it easy, man. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mitch.